Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Pipsticks. I love snail mail. I always have. My kids love snail mail too. It is so fun to get letters and postcards in the mail from friends and family. Sometimes sitting down to write a letter can seem daunting for a kid. But when you use a bunch of awesome stickers and cool postcards to get started, then writing letters to grandma and aunts and uncles and cousins and friends becomes a fun activity. Click on the link in the show notes and choose your favorite stickers and stationery today. Now on to some shout-outs. Verity and Clements from Pittsburgh enjoy the stories. They shared some great drawings and great ideas as well. I think if you two were characters in the stories, you would be treasure hunters who go on adventures to seek out long-lost treasures and artifacts. Thanks for listening, you two. Mina drew a picture of Magic the Dragon, and I loved it. Thanks for that, Mina. I think if you were a character in the valley, you would be the Wingmaker, and you would create magical wings that people could wear that allowed them to fly. Thanks for listening, Mina. Today's episode is titled Lost in the Valley, Part 6. June woke up to Rye, laying on her chest and purring loudly. She reached up and petted him, and he stretched out his arms and legs. Still laying in bed, June began thinking of the soothsayer. The others had described her as a monster. June wondered how scary-looking she really was. We've been chased by cave trolls, June said to her cat. She can't be too much scarier than a cave troll. June and the others gathered themselves in the middle of the road in Elmwood. They each carried a backpack. The ninjas had their weapons. Rye nestled in June's backpack. Are you ready? Tatiana asked June. As ready as I'll ever be, answered June. The group walked in silence beneath cloudy skies. After a couple hours of walking, the road they were on got smaller and was merely a footpath And not long after that, the footpath stopped, and they were hiking over hills with no path at all. These hills were very rocky, with stones of all sizes sticking up from the ground. 
Finally, Ben-Ben and Stella stopped. On a nearby hill was a large open cave. A black pot hung over a small campfire still smoking outside the entrance. And the area in front of the cave was littered with something June couldn't quite identify. Things like white sticks were laying all over the ground. Okay, said Stella. That's it right there. She'll probably come out when we walk up. Let's be alert and ready for anything. June positioned herself behind the ninjas, and they carefully walked up to the cave. As they got closer, they could make out what was laying all over the ground in front of the cave. Bones. All kinds and sizes of bones just strewn about all over the hill. Some, you could tell, were whitewashed and ancient, like they'd been there for years and years. They walked all the way up until they were so close they could feel the heat of the campfire. There was a rustling from inside the cave, and footsteps. A figure emerged from the darkness. She was tall, taller than any of them, and she had antlers growing from her head. But as she got closer, it was clear they weren't antlers, but branches. Two clusters of tall branches growing from her head like horns. She wore tattered robes. Layers upon layers ripped and falling apart. Many necklaces of all sizes hung down from around her neck. She walked upon hooved feet, like those of a horse or a goat. One arm hung down to her side and the other held a large staff. Her hands were dark green with long black nails and many rings on each finger and thumb. Her eyes were all black and her teeth were as sharp as nails. The soothsayer was terrifying. Even the ninjas had a hard time keeping their focus in the presence of such a beast. The soothsayer hobbled toward the heroes until she was right in front of them. She smelled putrid, like if a fart farted. Soothsayer, we've come to... began Stella. The soothsayer lifted a hand, her palm facing Stella, and interrupted her. Not you, her voice creaked. You. She pointed to June, who was standing behind the ninjas still. You seek a wish from the soothsayer. Why have you come? When the soothsayer spoke, her mouth didn't move. It remained locked in a strange grin but the sound of her voice filled the air. The ninjas parted and June stepped forward. The smell was so bad she had to try hard not to make a face. Home River, was all June said. Lost, I see, said the soothsayer. And you seek Home River to get you back to your own place. You are not of this world. June said nothing. Is it real? Is Home River real? Stella asked. Home River is very real. I have seen it. And it will send home whoever sails upon it, said the soothsayer. Where is it? asked Ben-Ben. <laughs> Not so fast. A wish for a curse. You know the rules, Ben-Ben, said the soothsayer. 
Ben-Ben furrowed his eyebrows and was about to ask how she knew his name when Stella spoke up. I am taking the curse, said Stella. You give me the curse, you give June the wish. That's the deal. What? You can't do that, blurted out June. Well, then you'll be cursed. I can't let you take my curse. Curses don't belong in your world, June, explained Stella. Your world has no magic. You said it yourself. No magic, no curses, none of this stuff. You, you can't just go back cursed. For all we know, maybe Home River won't work if you're cursed. Or maybe Home River will get rid of the curse, said June. Maybe if I get cursed, then traveling back to my own dimension or whatever will, like, make the curse go away. June, I've been lost before, said Stella. Like, really, really lost, like you. In, in strange places and never knowing if I'd ever see another familiar face my entire life. You cannot take chances. You have got to get back home just exactly the way we know how. Stella then turned to the soothsayer. Do it. I get the curse, she gets the wish. Do it. Before June could protest any more, the soothsayer raised her hand, fingers spread wide. She lifted her tall staff. She turned her palm to the sky to reveal a small pile of black and purple powder. The soothsayer finally moved her mouth and blew gently on the palm of her hand. The dark powder wafted up into the air like a thin line of dancing smoke and floated to Stella. The mysterious smoky powder disappeared as it whirled into Stella's body. The group was silent for a moment. They all looked at Stella, waiting for something to happen. So, what now? Do I have it? Do I have the curse? Stella asked the soothsayer. The creature nodded. One less for me, one more for you, she said. Well, what is it? What is it? What's the curse? Asked Stella as she looked her body over for anything strange. I don't pick them, dear. It just happens. You'll figure it out eventually, said the soothsayer. And now, for your little wish. The soothsayer gently lowered her staff and tapped June on the head. June heard the sound of rushing wind like in a storm for a split second. She experienced a blast of information in her mind. Flashes of places she had never been. A, a mountain with cave trolls everywhere. June saw a map in her mind. A map of tunnels and paths deep within a mountain. And then she saw the river. A river deep underground. So what just happened? asked Tatiana. I, I didn't hear anything. Did she say something? Did the soothsayer tell her where Home River is? Ben-Ben, Bulis, and Stella shook their heads. I know it, said June. It's just, it's in my head. I, I've never been there before, but I can see it all like, like I remember it perfectly. It's in a place called Troll Mountain, way, way deep inside. I know the way. I know the paths to take and everything. Of course it's in Troll Mountain, said Tatiana. It can't be someplace simple. No, it has to be in Troll Mountain, 
Ugh. Come on. Let's get out of here. This place smells like farts. Ben-Ben was going to ask the soothsayer how she knew his name, but she was gone. They looked all around and didn't see her. Ben-Ben was not about to go up into her cave, so they all left and went back to Elmwood. So, what is this place, this, this troll mountain? June asked over dinner. You know those trolls that live in the valley? asked Ben-Ben. The ones that uh, chased you and you fought? June nodded. Well, those trolls live pretty much everywhere on this world, Ben-Ben continued. Troll Mountain is like their place. It's where most of them come from. Some people even say that they're like grown up from the mud inside the mountain. Oh, that isn't true, said Bulis. Is it? I mean, there, there were reports of some kids at the academy finding that one troll kid in the valley. And outside of that one troll kid, have you ever seen another one? Asked Ben-Ben. I never have. Me neither, said Tatiana. But it doesn't matter if the trolls are grown from mud or delivered by pterodactyls or puked up by monsters. What's important to us is that Troll Mountain is crawling with trolls. You, you said you can see it in your mind? She asked June. Yeah. It's so weird. I, I can see it like a movie said June. Uh, what's a movie? asked Tatiana. June remembered that they didn't have TV and movies here in this place, so she moved on. Oh, nothing. I just mean that I see it in my head like I've been there before, like I've walked right in and went straight to Home River. So I guess you'll be leading the way then, said Tatiana, smiling. At least it's only trolls we'll be dealing with and not that awful soothsayer said June. Right? Man, that place smelled like a skunk in a dumpster, said Ben-Ben. I am really glad you didn't get that stink curse, Stella. Yeah, me too, said Stella. I still have no idea what the curse is. Maybe it's just like, now I'm a bad speller or something? Either way, uh, let me know if you notice me growing horns. Everyone agreed that they would let Stella know if she started growing horns. The heroes all finished their dinner and tried to get a good night's sleep before their journey to Troll Mountain. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. The email is kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And you can find hours and hours more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.